0: Welcome to the AMH Network podcast, uh, The Alternative. I'm Glenn Johnston and today I'm joined by our entertainment editor, Paul James. Welcome, Paul. How are you, uh, Today's going to be a special edition of the podcast where we're going to be talking Gamescom. Uh, Paul, just for people who aren't aware of Gamescom, can you just say uh, a little bit about it or just give us a rundown on what it is about?
1: Look, basically Gamescom, I mean, you've, you've spoken about how I've getting, gotten in a bit of a tizzy in the past about uh, E3. Basically, it's thinkers, uh, your Comic Cons and those sorts of things, but exclusive to games, it's held in Germany, uh, I like think it's Cologne, in yep. Germany. Yep. Um and it's basically the biggest gaming kind of convention in the world. You get about three hundred thousand odd people attend because this is uh media and public event. People yep. flock over So
0: basically um this is where all the major gaming companies showcase their new releases annually. Would that be correct?
1: Yeah. I mean E three is the big one, that's where media Go and lots of... e is
0: just media though, is, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and there's a few that kind of sneak in as family and friends and that's Yeah, yeah, cheap, but, but, but primarily it's media Yeah, this is the yeah. one where they finally get the games Those ones that they might have shown off to the press at E3 This is the one where they can get it in the hands of the public And that's where you really kind of win a few hearts and sell a few copies Yeah, so,
0: so, so it's, it's... So basically it's a San Diego Comic Con for games More or less, yeah More or less,
1: yeah Okay, so who's the, the first company that we're going to be going through today? Well, there were three there. There were Microsoft, Sony, and EA. We'll look at Microsoft first up. Um, yep. So, the, so I each suppose... of those three had themselves a oh, approximately an hour to 90-minute long press conference there. Um, and they just kind of rattled off and demoed a few of their new titles. Um and then, yeah, I'll, I'll start talking us through Microsoft. Yeah, so, so
0: give us a few uh, key points from Microsoft. Uh,
1: so I think the one that appeals to most Microsoft or Xbox fans was uh, Halo. Um, so they ran by uh, ran through the Master Chief Collection, which is a compilation of Halos 1 through to 4. Um, yep. All the games have been redone, and they're coming to the Xbox One at the end of the year. Um, though we already knew that, they unveiled a few details relating to the Halo 5 multiplayer beta that's going to be accessible with the game when, when it releases. Um they were talking about the dates for those. So it begins on December 29th and runs through to January January 18th. So plenty plenty for Halo to uh, plenty of Halo for fans to enjoy. Yep. Um, and also spoke through the Halo channel, which is basically a, a service that you can get through the Xbox that just delivers anything and everything Halo. Um, Fable Legends, again, that's going into beta as well. Uh, they've locked that date in. The game itself doesn't have a release date yet. It'll be presumably sometime next year but it goes into beta October 16, and again, so that allows those fans to jump on and have a bit of a look. Yep. I'm already working with Microsoft to try and get some access there and and um, give us some impressions when the thing comes out. Uh, they announced a new game now. You might remember the likes of, uh, say, Roller Coaster Tycoon from your youth. Yep, yep. Big fan of
0: Coaster Tycoon, actually.
1: So they announced a game, I guess in a similar sort of vein. It's called Scream Ride. It's, it's a theme park game, but... The difference between it, well, based on the trailer, between it and Rollercoaster Tycoon is that you don't actually get to build the theme park at all. You're just kind of riding rides, which seems a little bit. So you don't
0: get to run the theme park at all?
1: Well, look, we're only basing it on a trailer where there was no gameplay shown whatsoever. So I'm not 100% sure, but the impressions that a few, myself and a few others in the media got was you're just sitting on a roller coaster and you might be in a first-person perspective and watching it flip up and down and all sorts of stuff and it just seems a bit... It seems seems
0: weird that they'd invent a game like that without sort of, um, I suppose the ability to dictate
1: stuff. So well, I'm, I'm assuming that, that there'll be a little bit more behind it. Well, I would have thought so. Unless, otherwise, it seems like it's a product that would be better suited to the Oculus Rift or Sony's Morpheus, which are the VR headsets. You could actually throw the helmet on or whatever it is. And, yeah, so that's a potential I could see, as well I could, yeah. I, could, I could see something like that working, but on the yeah. Microsoft console, that doesn't use that, either of those systems. Yeah. I don't really see any purpose for it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Quantum Break, which is a game from the developers of Max Payne, and Alan Wake, uh, that got an eight-minute demo there, which showed off a few features, including a very Max Payne-style bullet time feature. So it's kind of where you can slow things down. And, so Max
0: Payne was actually quite a big game back in the day, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, um, I don't think sales-wise, it probably wasn't as popular as it ought to have been. That, yep. or it was pirated a lot on the PC. I'm not. I'm not but, sure. it actually, uh, but it was
0: actually well reviewed well received. and received. Yep. Yeah, it was.
1: It was really, really popular. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of independent. Uh, games that were unveiled there uh, and I'll just rattle off a couple of them I won't go into any sort of depth but we're looking to have some interviews with these various developers over the future in the future months that we have yeah. report to you with so there was cuphead from uh, studio MHD, uh M-D-H-R. Uh inside which is the next game from the limbo developers super hot ori in the blind forest which is actually an intriguing one it's come from a studio called moon studios and it's not your conventional film or game or television studio these this Team has been built from uh, a bunch of guys scattered throughout the world, and they just bounce emails to and from, uh, to and fro uh, from each other to really well get the project finished. So there's there's no one set building that they operate out of. They're scattered all across the world. It's quite a an interesting premise. Uh, the Escapists, and one that I've been a big fan of, and again I'm looking to get in contact with these guys. Ghost of a Tail. Um, we've got a trailer for it on the website. Uh, be sure to jump on and have a look. at Look at that! It's really quite promising.
0: So, just back on those indie releases. So, is that Microsoft teaming up with indie developers effectively?
1: Yes. Um, and the the key with these, oh, I'm pretty sure most of these. It's so like Cuphead was one of them, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I suspect they won't remain only on the Xbox, and I think most of those are coming to the PC already. But the key word, and it was a it was a bit of PR spin. They were saying first on the Xbox. They're not saying exclusively to Xbox. So if you're a PlayStation fan, probably expect to see those titles somewhere down the track, but just not as yet.
0: I suppose in regards to that, that was a big element of Gamescom, sort of the exclusivity. Uh,
1: Yeah, which fuels, I guess, our next point, which is the biggest one, probably the most newsworthy thing from Gamescom, which was uh, basically about Rise of the Tomb Raider. Now, the game was first in it. It's been spoken about um, since, oh, probably late last year, yep. but it was formally unveiled at E3, and actually at the time it was revealed as a PS4, Xbox One, and PC game. What we found out at Gamescom, though, is that Microsoft has thrown Square Enix a hell of a lot of money, and it's now a an Xbox One exclusive, which has upset more than a few PlayStation Tomb Raider fans.
0: Do you think, though, by these companies doing this sort of thing, it actually will deter people from switching
1: to their consoles, just hatred of... Um, I've seen a few really kind of diehard Tomb Raider fans who might only, for example, have enough money to buy one console, and yeah. I, don't, I don't blame them either, um, who've bought PlayStation 4 with you know, every hope of getting... What's, a, what's a
0: PlayStation 4 set you back right now?
1: 500-ish, and, and the Xbox is about 500 as yeah. well. So, I mean, in that regard, they're about the same, but most people can't afford to splash out a $1,000 on two systems. Yeah. So um, for those Tomb Raider fans who bought a PlayStation 4 in the hopes of getting Rise of the Tomb Raider, they're going to be twiddling their thumbs until... And again, there was some PR speak there. They said it's coming exclusively to the Xbox for Christmas or holiday 2015. Yeah. Because it, um, sounds,
0: it sounds stupid, I suppose, money-wise, because they are missing out on maybe 40% of the market by well, not bringing out the game on that not, console. Not even
1: that. I mean, the, the PlayStation at the moment, this is... They're unconfirmed sales numbers. Actually, Sony has said that they've sold 10 million PS4s already. The Xbox One has sold about 6 million or thereabouts, so yeah. they're actually costing themselves more than half of their of uh, their yeah. share there by neglecting the PlayStation owners. Yeah,
0: but you'd um, say that um, in regards to that type of game, would there be that many PlayStation owners that would
1: be into well, that's, that game? that's actually probably one of the contentious points and perhaps one of the reasons why Square Enix went over to Microsofts because at the end of next year now, Sony, I've mentioned them a couple of times in various podcasts for us, that their biggest franchise at the moment is Uncharted, yeah, which is basically a Tomb Raider-esque sort of game. Yeah. So, maybe from Square's point of view, they thought, great, we'll take the money from Microsoft, they can have an exclusive, Microsoft's happy because they've got something that can go head-to-head with Uncharted, yeah. but then six months down the line, when Uncharted's kind of been and gone, we can release it for PlayStation fans and we can kind of still double up on sales. Because, yeah. um, uh, cool. from a quality perspective, the recent Uncharted games are probably likely to squash Tomb Raider, so maybe maybe it's not a bad thing for them. Um, it could be a bit of a cash grab though, it's, it's certainly been seen that way by a few fans. Um, so as far as Gamescom is concerned, there were a few new trailers including ones for Sunset Overdrive and Master Chief Collection, both of those are coming to the Xbox One at the end of the year. And there was a gameplay demo from the campaign of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare which I mean I think there's a a market there that's starting to, I guess, lose a little bit of interest, but for those really dedicated Call of Duty fans, it was more of the same. And actually, I was somewhat impressed. I've been a little bit anti-Call of Duty in the past years, but there was just a little bit about it that just, I don't know, pricked my interest.
0: I suppose Call of Duty's at that point now where fans know what they're going to get from the game. There's not going to be too many uh, things out of the blue.
1: Well, this is a new studio working on it. Um, So... And it seems clear that they're trying a few things just to shake it up a little bit and try and put their own stamp and print a little bit of their own personality on it. But yep. um, I guess it remains to be seen when it comes out in November. Yep. Um, Sony had their press conference as well. Um,
0: Where does Sony compare to Microsoft in the scheme of things? They're a larger company?
1: As far as gaming is concerned? Yeah, gaming. Just gaming. I yeah, in that regard, I'd say so. Yep. Um, they've got more internal studios that make exclusives for them, whereas Microsoft has to reach out and kind of do what they've done with Tomb Raider there to to snag a few extra exclusives. But yeah, they're super competitive, and mm. it's one and the same. Um, but they opened up with a few new trails for the Order eighteen eighty six, Little Big Planet three, which is coming this year, Infamous First Light, which comes out this week as well as uh, some new trails from Rhyme, which is an indie exclusive. Shadow of Mordor, which is a big Lord of the Rings related title at the end of the year. Far Cry 4 and then uh, Bungie's Destiny. Um, there was lots there for all those, all those fans and you can easily jump back on and check those out. Uh, Ninja Theory, now we've spoken about them in past podcasts because of those various tweets they were putting out. Um, everyone suspected for a while that there was a new Heavenly Sword game coming. They then put out another tweet saying that's not the case. They announced their new game, Hellblade, which almost seems like kind of the inverse of Heavenly Sword. I don't know, maybe they're kind of self-aware like that. Um, There are actually even elements of the trailer, the the character design that seemed quite similar to what we'd seen in Heavenly Sword, but they're adamant that there's no connection between the two. And the key that they're really saying is that they're developing it like an independent developer would, so they're not getting those big publisher pressures being put on them. They can make the project they really want to but they're also self-publishing it themselves, so, again, those influences don't take place. The game will be first on the PS4, though. They're buddied up with Sony in that regard. Um, Until Dawn, which was a horror game that was originally meant to be coming to the PlayStation 3, and I think was meant to be using the PlayStation Move motion controller, the Wii ripoff. that's resurfaced. It's now coming to PS4. It's not using the Move. Um, And from a few people who were on the ground there, I'm hearing that it was actually quite good. Um, a lot of, it's kind of your teen scare sort of, sort of flick, but um, yeah, it seems to really have won a few hearts over there. Yep. And as far as horror games go, they got Hideo Kojima, who's the man who's worked on um, the Metal Gear Solid franchise in the past, which is huge. Um, they got him to come out and premiere some kind of gameplay from Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, it was a little bit of a troll, though. They were just kind of showing how you can hide in cardboard boxes. Basically, it was just meant to feign um, for the fact that they put... Uh, Sony then got up moments later and spoke about this, uh, basically, interactive teaser that they were calling PT, that you'd go on the PlayStation and play. As you move through the trailer, once you kind of finished it off, and it went for reportedly about 60 minutes to, uh, to about 90, uh, it was unveiled that it was actually a project from Kojima, Wilmo Del Toro, and it had Norman Reedus, who is from The Walking Dead, it's a new Silent Hill game. Uh, Media Molecule unveiled Tearaway Unfolded, which is a port, essentially, of the PS Vita game that's coming to PS4 with about 50% new concept, uh, content. Michelle Ansel, who's worked on uh, Rayman and a few other indie releases in recent years. Uh, he unveiled Wild, which is coming exclusively to PS4. The trailer can be viewed on the website. Yep. And Sony went through a whole bunch of uh, indie titles as well, including Alienation, Murasaki Baby, In Space We Brawl, Hollow Point, Guns Up, Volume, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which came out to PC uh, in the next couple of weeks. That's coming to PS4 as well. And The Tomorrow Children. Uh, so
0: what's your pick out of those, your new releases?
1: Well, we don't really know too much about any of them, but Alienation... Um, is coming from the guys who put out Resogun late last year and that was a really great sort of arcade shooter sort of game. Um, that might be my pick just because of their pedigree, but I've not really seen enough from the actual project to have an opinion either way. And then they they wrapped up with also uh, some footage from Drive Club and post-event they put out a, trailer for, uh, sorry, a gameplay trailer for Bloodborne, which is going to really satiate those. Yeah, action fans.
0: So I suppose we've covered off uh, Microsoft and EA, uh, no, uh, Microsoft sorry. and Sony. So now we're on to EA.
1: Now they had a smaller conference because they themselves don't actually have a console to support, so they're just showing off their own games. But uh, they opened up with Dragon Age Inquisition and a fairly lengthy gameplay demo there, which unfortunately for those of us who were streaming it was kind of broken up by some dodgy, I don't know, work there. The the line started dropping out for a few people, and there were lots of complaints, but. What we saw looked good. Um, Bioware also, while they there, announced uh, Shadow Realms, which is a game they've been teasing for a little while. Um, it's a 4 versus a V1 action game. It's apparently episodic. Not too much shown, but they're one of the best developers in the industry, so plenty to see there. Titanfall, um, DLC, IMC Rising, which is supposed to be coming this spring, like our spring, not, not over there. Uh, and a pretty long demo for The Sims 4. Um,
0: so that went for a long time. That didn't went it? for a
1: long time. I felt it went a little too long. Um, they were basically showing off uh, customizable characters, what you can kind of do to the house, but didn't really spend that much time showing the interactions between Sims, which is one of the real key facets of the game. Um, it looked good, but I just didn't really see enough of it. And this is coming from someone who's not a big Sims person. I could appreciate what they were doing, I just wasn't. Got well, the a Sims bit over it the
0: Sims drops in under two weeks. It's uh, about seven days away now. So, any idea yeah. what pre-orders are up to? On uh, that? I haven't heard any sort I've of numbers at all. But some pretty impressive figures, actually. So,
1: well, I, I've been chatting about it with a few other people, and there's a, there's a pretty sizable market for the Sims, but a lot of them have migrated to Max, and the game's not coming to Max straight away. Yeah. So, look, it'll do well when it releases on PC, but there might be another spike a little bit down the track when the I've Mac actually, like, I know
0: amazing. Sims 3, I, I believe, or I might be taking it a little bit wrong, but the Mac version's never as good anyway as the... I guess these... That, the, the PC, you look, PC you pr- You're probably right, I'm not sure. Well, that was I mean. released in 2009, the Sims 3, so Yeah, it was, it was a
1: different time. And, uh, it Mac's, a lot Mac's better weren't as prominent either as perhaps yeah. they are these days, so I think they almost have to... They almost feel obliged now to really put that same amount of time and yeah. effort into make sure that the Mac version works. Yeah. Um... And they also got Visceral out to show off some new footage from Battlefield Hardline. They showed off the campaign, which is very different to what we've come to expect from past Battlefield or even Call of Duty games, where it was, it was a slower pace, um, a little more methodic, and yet it was, I'd almost say it was a, close to a thinking person shooter. I suppose, um, just touching on
0: Battlefield, uh, I currently have Battlefield 4 for sale on eBay, so if anyone would like it, just email me. Um, you weren't a fan? It's going very cheap, uh,
1: and no, I was not a fan. Yeah, good. The ca- the campaigns have historically been pretty ordinary. Um, yeah, but this is a new developer who've actually got a pretty decent pedigree in um, in that sort of scene. So yeah. we'll wait and see. As far as other things go, um, the uh, CD Projekt Red put out. New footage for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. There was a 35 minute long demo there which I did sit down and watch and I was really quite impressed. It's definitely one of the ga- uh, games to watch for next year. Could be a game of the year contender. And Assassin's Creed Rogue, um, that, got a, uh, that got unveiled not 10 minutes after we finished our last podcast and um, there was some gameplay shown for that now. So Unity is coming for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yes. Rogue is coming for the PS3 and the 360. So, so are regardless they... if you haven't migrated to the new systems, you've still got an Assassin's Creed you can play this year. Different are they titles.
0: different? Are they a completely different game? A
1: completely different game.
0: Okay. So I've heard good things about Unity because their last two games, am I right by saying the last two games
1: were 3 and then Black Flag? Is that the last uh, two? Yeah, Black Flag was the most recent. was amazing. 3 was a little 3 was a little bit. There, but it was still, from a story perspective, it was really quite interesting. It was nice to see um, America of that time. Uh, yeah, but
0: so I get them confused. So three is which was the one with the Native
1: Americans? Yeah, is that, that, was, that three? was three. Yeah, and Black Flag was the one set, uh, in, set in the Caribbean. Pirates. Yep. Okay. Which didn't kind of conflicted with the whole. So I get confused thing.
0: again. So which was the one that was set in Istanbul?
1: Uh, the very first one. The very first yeah. one.
0: Okay. Yeah, for me, for me, I can't go past uh, Brotherhood. Actually.
1: Brotherhood and number two are the ones that tend to get debated amongst the best but have yeah. you had a crack at Black Flag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a few people are starting to bandy that one about as well as one of the very best. Yep. One thing to note for both Rogue and Unity is that there's no multiplayer in these titles. They're just straight single yep, player just straight. games and I think they're talking about the prospect of adding multiplayer down the track. Yeah. Um, so anything else come out of Gamescom? Nothing else from Gamescom. There's a few things I'll brush through really quite quickly. Um, Resident Evil... Uh, Revelations two, that got leaked. Um, no official announcement yet, but it's coming. Uh, we've uh, there's a, po- a shocking apparently Pokemon announcement coming for next week. No one really knows what what that's about, but it's coming. Um, EA have come out and said that Dead Space is not dead yet. Um, dwindling sales for the last title, but they're still they're still backing it in. World of Warcraft fans get excited because your new expansion pack is coming November thirteenth. Casey Hudson, who's worked at Bioware for 16 years and has probably been a part of both Dragon Age Inquisition and Shadow Realms that I mentioned before. He has left Bioware after 16 years. Good terms, but he just needs to move on. Um, PlayStation, Blizzard, Xbox, and League of Legends fans have this morning been affected by a deliberate denial of service attack. It's basically where your... Uh, the servers get overloaded by basically fake users and have crashed as a result Um, so there's lots of PlayStation fans for example who woke up this morning keen to get cracking on their latest game or whatever it is they're playing and have been greeted by an inability to go online thanks to these hackers essentially Um, and that's actually going to be setting off a little war amongst a few of those hacking groups because they've annoyed a few of the others with their actions, so we'll wait and see what happens there.
0: Ah, uh, good. And then there's a
1: couple of articles articles to look out for, so a new ed- uh, editorials uh, segment called Press Start. Uh, we've got our first issue there to take a look at. We've gone inside the indie scene on a recently funded Kickstarter project called Jotun.
0: And these can all be found at amhnetwork.com.
1: Yeah. And along with uh, what we want for The Order 1886, uh, Lord of the Rings, Shadow of Mordor, and we even did a top 10 recently on simulation games considering The Sims coming next week. Should I run through those top five for you or do we want to? Uh, I think we'll,
0: uh, we'll uh, leave it for the readers to uh, all the listeners of the podcast to uh, jump on the website to have a look. Um, and all those features, there's constantly updated features. Um, Paul, our entertainment editor, and many of his writers um, are constantly putting out our top tens and what we want. Um there's a new Is it a monthly feature, press start, or is it going to be fortnightly? Uh,
1: no, we're even looking at it perhaps going weekly. Weekly, okay. So, so there's, probably there's looking be, for that on Thursdays. I'm thinking.
0: There's going to be heaps of uh, content, especially in the next uh, at least three months in the gaming side of things on amhnetwork.com. So uh, make sure you check them out. Um, that just about wraps up our Gamescom, com with an M, um, podcast. Uh, thanks for the uh, in-depth analysis, Paul. Yeah, not a problem and uh, make sure you stay tuned to uh, the alternative podcast.